hello hello welcome back to another episode of your not so anonymous journal still debating if i want to keep the not so in that title but for now i'm really excited because i am having my second guest on the podcast and her name is audrey brothers which sick name she's also a certified holistic health and life coach, as well as a content creator and podcaster of Advice My Friends Ignored, which is an amazing podcast and you should definitely go listen to it. But I'm really excited to have Audrey on because I feel like throughout the time that we've gotten to know each other over this last year, we have sort of connected the dots of our own stories and our old versions of ourselves versus our like where we are today and our newer versions of ourselves and realizing that a lot of our stories and themes overlap in terms of how we were and who we were in high school and college and you know the the lows that we had because I wouldn't say that the both of us had the best college experience and navigating all of that as well as being just young 18 year olds trying to navigate friendships and the college life and making decisions and things like that and so it's pretty cool because we decided that well so just to give you some backstory I obviously have this podcast and this podcast goes into a lot of stories of people's past selves that they want to talk about and that they want to spread more awareness and light on, which, you know, is so important. But something that's also really important is talking about how to self-improve, you know, yourself and having personal growth moments and being able to step into that higher version of yourself, which is a lot of what Audrey's podcast focuses on. And what we decided to do was she would come on this podcast and we would talk about the past versions of ourselves and kind of have a conversation around the similarities because I think a lot of people in college deal with some of the themes that we went through and then I am actually going to go on her podcast and we're going to talk about who we are today and what personal growth and self-improvement and, and the work that we've done to kind of get to where we are today and just the reality of healing and growing and just the expectations that we have for ourselves in the future and things like that. And so I think it's really cool because I always said that if Audrey lived close to me or if I lived close to her because she lives in Boston, we would definitely be best friends and we would definitely hang out. And so without further ado, I'm excited for you guys to listen and let's just get right into it. Okay, wait. Something else that I want to just bring up really quick before I start the interview is... This idea of navigating college, because for me personally, and you'll hear this in the interview and in Audrey's case as well, we are highlighting the times in college when we were definitely coping with something traumatic or coping due to insecurity or something rooted in that. And so... A lot of what you do in college is, you know, you drink, you have a good time, you study, you get a degree, like that's what college is. And I think just the theme and just the, or like the underlying theme of this podcast episode is really dissecting the parts of ourselves and the the decisions that we made in college based off of coping to get through things that we were dealing with. And so as much as 
college is a place and a time where you do have a good time with your friends. Like it's the first time, you know, you're on your own, you make decisions, you live and you learn. Uh, There's also another side for, I think, a good handful of people that when you get out of college and you look back on, you know, what you did in college, you can start to realize like, was I having a good time or was I just coping to get through it or to get through something? And then really inflecting or really being introspective, introspective, I don't know, on the choices that you were making and being able to figure out why you were doing that. And I feel like Audrey and I got to a place in our current day where we can confidently look back on the things that we were doing in, you know, high school and college and are able to turn it into something that we've learned a lot of lessons from. And so, yeah, anyways, okay, let's get into it. Okay, so the first question that I have for you is, so Audrey and I are going to go into a little bit about kind of like the old versions of ourselves. considering this podcast is opening up like older stories and really just like redefining like who we were then and versus how we are now and things like that. So we're going to kind of take it back to like high school and college and then bring it to current day. But Audrey, so tell us a little bit about old you in high school and college. And were you like the same person in high school and college? Or was it like a trend of something that just kept spiraling? Like, tell us about it. Oh, yeah. So old me versus who I am now. It's like night and day. Literally, I don't relate to a lot of who I was back then. So back in high school, this is also like still a touchy subject for me because it's still things that I'm like undoing a lot of patterns and thought processes that I'm working on unraveling and unlearning. But old me was really insecure, like heavily insecure. And because of all of those insecurities, I was really angry. I was really jealous. I was really just rooted from a place of consistent lack. Like I never felt like I was good enough. I never felt that I was pretty enough. I never felt like I had anything going for me. And I was constantly just comparing myself to every single person that I came into contact with. And because of all those insecurities that I had, I was always trying to seek validation externally. I was always trying to like befriend the popular crowd in high school and even in college, even though like I didn't know anyone in college. So how could I, you know, say someone's popular or not? But like in high school, I just was trying to fit in because in my mind, I wasn't good enough to myself. So I was thinking, all right, well, if I am friends with the popular people, then maybe I'll be good enough then. You know, if I'm friends with the pretty people, like maybe I'll feel prettier or like people will think I'm prettier, whatever it was. And (sighs) high school, they were like great years for me. I had a really good time. I won't lie. Like I look back at my high school years and I actually did enjoy every single moment of it. But the person who I was, I'm not proud of if that makes sense like I'm just not proud of all of the I guess not proud is not the words I would use I guess I would say I'm I just I feel bad for her I feel bad for that version of myself that was so rooted in all of these insecurities and all this low self-worth and low self-esteem which then manifested as a lot of anger towards you know, my parents, myself, my friends, my the relationships I had with people and all the jealousy I was fostering towards everyone else in my life because I was just constantly comparing 
my success and my looks and my worth and all of that to everyone else around me. And it was like looking back, that must have been so exhausting. Like, yeah. And it's no wonder why I ended up like resorting to so many coping mechanisms, but we'll get into that later, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the old me was very different. And I just feel, yeah, I feel bad that she had to go through so much, but I'm also glad with how she's turned out. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like, like when you were in high school and college, do you feel like you were aware that you felt so insecure and that you were trying to like befriend the popular group or like, were you aware of the things that you were doing? Cause I feel like for me, like I felt the same way, but I feel like mm-hmm. I didn't realize it. I was like, no, this is just me. I'm just me. And I'm like having a great time and I'm hanging out with everybody and I'm friends with everybody and I can adapt to different friend groups and do all the things. Mm-hmm. But it's like, now looking back, like for me personally, I can be like, yeah, she was going through stuff. She was figuring out herself, but maybe not in the best ways. But like, did you feel like you were aware of kind of what you were doing? Absolutely not. <laughs> there was no <laughs> part of me that was even remotely conscious of what I was doing. I, I thought I was just like a teenager having a normal teenager experience. And to some degree I was, but looking back I'm like wow she was hurting like she had no self-esteem she was so insecure she did not feel worthy of anything and she didn't understand life at all so looking back I definitely am more I'm aware now but during high school and in college (laughs) not a clue I had no idea you know why I was the way that I was and I had just zero self-awareness yeah and like my mom was very much like definitely trying to keep like my brother and I on track and you know I'm a twin so it keeps it kind of hard because Mm -hmm. he was very much a ray of sunshine and I was very chaotic energy and (laughs) you know she tried like in high school they try to kind of let you grow into your person figure it out on your own but also like keep you on like a Mm. straight and path And then when you go to college and you leave them, I mean, everything that you didn't pick up from your your parents or you didn't listen to goes right out the window. And then it, like you said, it manifests like 10 times more. And then everything gets a lot more chaotic and all of talk about like, and then it takes a while to learn, but you get caught up. Like, you don't know who your friends are in college. Like you just like Mm -mm. roll around with whoever you are in, you know, their major with or whoever you just like find in the dining hall and you're like oh this person seems cool let's do it and you're like right. not nobody else and then you just kind of start the habits happen and all of the things but yeah how was like your college experience with that like did everything like I guess like habits must have like intensified or anything like that when you got to college yeah so because of my insecurities which stemmed from I don't know where I don't I like to remind myself like it doesn't really matter where all of that stems from you know it doesn't matter why I did what I did what matters is how I move forward now so like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what was it matters what is but I was obviously you know super insecure in high school and just really wanted to fit in so I had a lot of low self-esteem which you know ca- I carried with me into college you know I tried to find a pretty looking roommate who I thought was going to be like really cool and looked like a good time. I found my roommate through Facebook 
Mm. And we vibed because there was like a, I went to UNH, um, University of New Hampshire, my first semester of college. And when you were finding roommates, you got to go on Facebook and you could pick your, your own roommate. Yeah. And so I found, I found my roommate and we clicked really well at first and I was super excited but like you said, like when you go to college, it's just like free reign. <laughs> like everything yeah. your parents taught you is just like right out the window. And you're basically starting from scratch almost because you're now this whole new person with complete freedom in this whole new environment with all of these new people. And it's just you have no idea what's going to go down. But for me, college was a difficult time in my life. Like I had a really good time in high school, despite that. Looking back, I was rooted in a lot of problems, I guess you could say. But college, I ended up experiencing just some trauma that you know I've been working through. But my roommate had bullied me in college, and that was a really traumatic time in my life. She was very dominant in her personality. And we just had some falling outs, you know, as a young 18 year old, I didn't have, you know, awareness. I wasn't who I am today. And because I was so insecure, I had a lot of like bursts of anger and I would do stupid things and make stupid. um, I'd engage in just stupid habits because I was in college, like here to have a good time. I'm here to Mm -hmm. party. I'm to do whatever X, Y, Z. And she just didn't really like some of the things that I was doing. And I get that. Like, I don't, I don't hold any resentment towards her anymore, although I did for a really long time. But after a while of living together in such tight quarters, mm-hmm. you are opened up to that other person in a whole new level. And eventually her and I just like didn't click. And she ended up just really disliking who I was as a person and was constantly like verbally and physically threatening me and writing really nasty things about me on social media that lots of people on campus could see, obviously, because this was a time when social media was becoming more of a thing. And yeah, it was just a really tough time and to the point where I ended up transferring colleges. I ended up moving back home after winter break and just completely withdrew from the university because I thought like, all right, I'll go back after winter break. I'll have a new roommate. It'll be different. But over winter break, her and her family and other people were like writing still, were still writing nasty things about me on social media. So I was like, you know what? I feel like this isn't going to end. And as an 18 year old, you're not thinking of like the big picture, right? You're Mm -hmm. not thinking, all right, this is going to dwindle down. It's just like a blip in time. You know, you're going to get through this. You're thinking, oh my God, this is awful. Like I'm being bullied. I'm being targeted. Like this is my college experience. And you're feeling insecure. You're thinking about everything in the moment rather than from the big picture. So like looking back, part of me wishes I had stayed and like fought through it. But, you know, at the same time, I can't look at it that way. I have to, you know, embrace the choices that I did make and know that my life still unfolded the way it was going to. But I just look back at high school and college and all of the experiences I endured and the mindsets that I had. And I'm just like, who, what, who was I and what the hell was I thinking? (laughs) Just with like a lot of the things that I did. (sighs) Yeah. Do you, if you don't mind, like 
what were some of the things like in like just ballpark that they were like writing about you also like when was like your first experience like dealing with that like did you guys get along for at least like at any point in college um yeah so when we first started when we first moved in together we got along great we were always hanging out because she came from a specific town outside of boston and a lot of her friends from her high school also went to unh so it created a really big friend circle right off the bat for me, especially. So I, we got along great and we had a lot of fun, but I, some of the things that she just didn't like that I was doing is I was engaging in like more promiscuous behaviors. Cause again, like in my mind as an 18 year old who's experiencing freedom for the first time, I was this single girl free at last, who was also like really insecure. And I resorted to, you know, having sex and like doing all these promiscuous things and partying and drinking a lot. And she, it's not that she didn't drink, but she, she didn't like the things that I was doing. And so she would just like write nasty things about me and the choices that I made. Like I remember after I had used, um, after I had transferred schools, I went to UMass Boston. And this was like two years after I had transferred from UNH. I saw a tweet from my old roommate that said like, oh, remember when Audrey was at UNH and banged the whole campus? And it's just oh like- Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, that's, I feel like also knowing what you know now, what would you have told yourself her seeing her post that? Because like, to me, I'm like, you know, nowadays when people go out of and be spiteful and do things that basically have nothing to do with them, I'm like, that's just a projection of how they're feeling internally coming on to me. So it's like, what do you feel like she was going through like at the time? to be like that and why you think she was being like that yeah so looking back at it now of course it was all projection from both of us you know how I handled it was awful how she handled it was all awful and where the disconnect was I don't truly know I think a lot of her actions stemmed from jealousy and I only say that not in like I don't say that in a conceited way at Mm -hmm. all like she was so jealous of me but that that's what her friends had told me at the time, saying like she's got a problem with you because she was the popular girl in high school. And now that she's in this whole new place with all these new people, she's not getting all the attention and the attention's on you now. And she has to share it with you because, again, like I said, a lot of her friends from high school also went to UNH. So like I was the new face at this new college with all these new people. And so I think a lot of her actions did stem from jealousy and her own insecurities, right? Because like any person who's secure and stable and confident and operating from a place of love rather than fear isn't going to bully someone, right? They're not going to like go out of their way to write nasty things about someone or go get in someone's face and physically threaten them. And so I look back and I have completely forgiven her because, again, I think we were both wrong in the situations and how they were handled. But I just think we were both so unconscious at the time that neither of us had true awareness of what was actually happening from like a greater perspective. Yeah. And like self-awareness, I always say is like the biggest gift anybody can give themselves because Mm -hmm. you're aware of like how the world is working around you and 
you can create better relationships and make better choices because you're self-aware and you almost like have a better idea of where you want to go in the future and like you kind of think of future you a little bit more so you start to make choices based off of what future you want and like for me in college I didn't know what I wanted like I didn't even know what major I wanted to go in and, and do I was very much like going through the classes saw sports psychology like knew I liked sports knew psychology was cool so I was like I'm just gonna do that but it's the it's the same thing in terms of like relationships because I also fell into like pretty I mean I didn't obviously have the experience you went through in college but I definitely fell into some friend groups that again they were it was like a handful of them were all from the same hometown so that's kind of how I stumbled into like that friend group and I'll never forget um this one night we came home it was my freshman year and you know it's also like you give people so many passes in college you're like oh they were just yeah. drunk like no right. <laughs> they're just mm. mean yeah. um, like they're rude and I'll, I'll never forget yeah. like one night we were in her dorm and she was like I don't know she was just like not having it with me and she like turned around and looked at me and I remember I was holding a, a cup of noodles in my hand <laughs> and uh that's all I remember she was like you are just so fucking annoying and I was like Oh, I was, wow. I just remember like I put the cup of noodles to the side and I just <laughs> walked out yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I like legitimately like looked back on like, like I was like dissecting everything that I did. I was like, what could I have done to piss her off? Like, how can I make amends? Like, this is one of my freshman year friends. Like, I don't really have that many other friends. Like, this is the closest person I have. You just give them like a hall pass and you just like move on. But I'm telling you, like it, like if I was self-aware and knew what I wanted and didn't want in friendships, I wouldn't have, you know, wasted the next couple. Because I'm not friends with her anymore, so it's like you wouldn't have wasted so much time and energy into people like that, and just had a better college experience. Because I definitely didn't love my college experience either, you know. Yeah, and I think that's all part of the process of being on this journey of life right you're gonna encounter so many people that you vibe with but then maybe you realize at some point you don't actually vibe with them and they actually just really aren't compatible for you at all and I think you learn a lot in college and even after college like in high school you have like that friend group because you're not exposed to really anyone else other than everyone in your high school in your hometown mm -hmm. but when you're in college you start to meet all these new faces from new areas new zip codes whatever and it gives you that opportunity to create all these new friendships but at the same time like from my experience like I didn't know my roommate I just saw her from social media and mm -hmm. that's why I chose her to be my roommate because she seemed cool but then once you get behind closed doors literally people change and you're exposed to them in this whole new light and I think that's one of the biggest gifts I think that I got from college you know my college experience wasn't great but I think it did show me more about people's true colors in a way if that makes sense yeah no that definitely makes sense um is there anything that like you I know you said you wish you kind of did things a little differently maybe but what would you have like done differently Mm. I, the first thing that comes to mind is I wish I didn't spend so much time like self-medicating. <laughs> like in retrospect, I now realize that that's what I was doing. I didn't mm -hmm. at the time, but, 
but I, like I said, I've dealt with a lot of insecurity and low self-esteem and a lot of anger. And in order to like move through those feelings and those anxieties and insecurities, I used alcohol as a crutch for a really really long time like literally up until like yesterday <laughs> I decided to <laughs> I decided today that I'm officially done drinking I just I can't I can't do it anymore it just doesn't serve my life in any way shape or form but anyways I used alcohol in high school and in college as a way to feel more confident I used it as a way to feel funnier I used it as a way to like take the edge off and just became this habit that I was in over and over and over again. I would go to parties. I'd bring like two bottles of my pink Moscato barefoot bubbly. That's so gross. (laughs) And I drink literally both of them in one night. Like I would literally black out and just be so foolish because I thought this is one. I thought drinking was really cool. That's what everyone was doing. Mm -hmm. And it is what everyone really does in college, at least from my perception. And but two, I just was using alcohol to feel better about myself, to feel more confident. And because I thought people liked me better when I was drinking, which in retrospect just doesn't make sense at all because they were also drinking. So they were also just as incoherent as me. Like, why would it even matter? So I, I like look, looking back, I wish I didn't spend so much of my youth numbing myself and trying to escape who I was. I wish I spent more time just trying to like figure out who I was and embrace who I was rather than running from myself and my insecurities. And I feel like in college, you start to associate drinking with like having a good time and actually enjoying Like those are like the highlights. Like when you look back at college, you're like, those were the highlights. Like that was so Mm -hmm. fun. Like you think it's funny, like everyone else's. It's almost just like a hit of dopamine through and through from the moment you take a sip of alcohol to get ready for the night to the next morning when you're hungover and your friends and you are all talking about what you did the night before. And Mm -hmm. something before, you know, as I was thinking about what we were going to talk, like what we were talking about today, something that I feel like I can't like I try to break down is like in college, it's so hard to know the difference between drinking to have a good time versus like, am I drinking to escape something? How do you know? Like, I'm not like, I don't know if you have an answer to this because I don't, but it's like, how do you know the difference, especially in college when that's what, like you said, what that's what you do in college? Like, that's it really. I mean, and study, obviously we studied, but like, what's the difference? You know, I don't really think they're, I don't think, you know, I I don't think in college, at least from my perception and from the people that were around me at that time, I don't think anyone at that age has the capacity to understand the uh, consequences of their behaviors and what it's actually doing to them short term and long term. I don't think anyone really has that self-awareness to be like, okay, let me step back here and be like, why am I drinking? You know, you're not questioning any of that because that's the norm. And I think it also impacts us because if you think about like all these movies you ever watch about college, like that's also what they're doing. Like they're partying, they're raging, and that just creates this 
you know, mindset where you think that that's what college is. And so you go to college with that mindset and you're you're engaging in drinking and doing drugs and having sex and you're doing all of these promiscuous things thinking it's normal. But then once you leave college and you start to find new friends and new hobbies and essentially grow up, you're like, what was I doing? (laughs) Like what, what happened? Yeah, literally. (laughs) And speaking of just like coping mechanisms, um, and I know I was like, I don't know if I'm going to talk about this, but I do agree. I think this is really important because I think maybe someone will resonate. But so I used to smoke a lot of weed in college and that was just something that I found enjoyable. And looking back, I definitely can say that I was definitely trying to escape something at the time because now I know a lot of people like they smoke weed to like if they have anxiety to just like cool off and stuff like that. But for me, I'll never forget um, like freshman, sophomore year and then junior year, I or my sophomore year, I went through something really traumatic. And so I was kind of, you know, everything kind of like exacerbated itself where all of my coping mechanisms just completely I was like like and it's funny because I look back and I'm like you would think you would like stay away from coping mechanisms at that point and like shell away but I didn't I was very much like let's go out like we're really gonna forget about this stuff and I'll never forget my junior year of college there was a week where every single time I would smoke I would go into a full-blown panic attack every single time and it's I just remember every single day like that we did it was like raining so I would like sit outside in the rain have it like cool me off so I could like feel alive again and then I would do it the next day but I did it for like a week straight because I was like this is weird like typically I enjoy this like what's going on and looking back what I've realized is that I actually started to really come to like this reality of like something's wrong like in your reality like you can't be escaping this anymore like my body was 100% telling me that I needed to figure my reality out because weed wasn't an escape for me anymore and I haven't smoked weed since and it's like and I feel amazing because it actually like forced me it's like my body like was telling me something and it forced me to figure it out and that's what I've been doing is figuring it out and healing I don't have to smoke anymore it's like it's it's the coolest thing ever. And I'm not like saying smoking has a bad rap because I do think there's like benefits to it for some people if you do it, whatever. But that was like a really wild, like first step for me to realize like, okay, maybe drinking and smoking like this, this ain't it. Like something's really wrong and I need to like figure it out. It's so funny that you just shared that story. One, thank you for sharing that because it's so relevant and it relates, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, to so many people. But it's so funny that you just shared that specifically about weed because that's what's happening or has happened to me. I have been an avid weed smoker since like high school. It is something that I've enjoyed. And it's also something that I felt like helped me feel a little bit more creative and connected to my spirituality because I I feel more intuitive when I'm high. I don't really know how to explain it other than that. But I I have spent probably the last seven years of my life like waking up, going to work, doing my job, like coming home, smoking a bowl, watching TV and like going to bed. I spent so many of my so many nights of my life doing this and I did this for like three years straight when I was at my corporate job. Um, two years ago, I would literally go to work, come home, pack a bowl, eat dinner, watch TV, go to bed, wake up, repeat, and do it over and over and over again to the point where if I was out on a weeknight, 
like out socializing with friends or doing anything, I would be anxious because I'm, my body would be like, this isn't right. We're not at home smoking on the couch. This is weird. And I've reached that point in my journey because I've cut back on weed a lot. I just realized like I, I need to also deal with what's going on in my life. And the last couple of times I've smoked over the last three months, my chest is so tight. I have like a pit in my stomach and I'm overthinking, I'm overanalyzing and it's so not enjoyable. And I literally had said to myself, this is weird. Like I normally enjoy this. And I kept, I kept smoking day mm-hmm. after day and be like, all right, no, like something must be wrong with the weed <laughs> because like this is supposed to be great. But in reality, my body's just like started to reject it being like, all right, you don't need this anymore. It's time for a change. You can't keep avoiding and numbing yourself. You need to face what's actually going on in your reality and make a change there because this lifestyle of getting high or drinking or doing whatever does not serve you anymore. And it's time to let it go. So I think it's just really funny that you brought up that story because that's what's happening for me right (laughs) now. And I'm done smoking. I'm done drinking. Like I'm, I'm ready to just fully heal. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I'm like, it's, it was really hard at the time because I didn't have anybody else to that, like went through something like that to be like, no, this is like normal. Like, it's okay. Like, you don't need this to be happy. Like you can do other things and heal in other ways. And I guarantee you, like you'll be happy. And I mean, sure enough, I am like, I don't think about it once. And I mean, it was definitely like hard for me because I was just so used to it. But how did like drinking and smoking like affect your relationships with other people? Like, you know, especially before you feel fully healed, like what was going on with like you and like people that were maybe trying to like support you through everything? Yeah, so I feel like I can't speak too much about the relationships from way in my past just because it was like a lifetime ago, but mm-hmm. I think specifically about the relationship I'm in now with my partner. I've been with him for seven and a half years and alcohol and weed have really taken a toll on this relationship, mostly because, again, like I said, I I would check out at the end of every day instead of coming home to my partner in our beautiful apartment and like spending time with him, I would immediately pack a bowl and just numb myself from whatever happened throughout the day or whatever happened in my past. And I wasn't fully present and he would get frustrated with it. And he's, you know, he still has gotten frustrated. Um, doesn't happen anymore, but you know, I'd take an edible or I'd smoke and he'd be talking to me and I just like wouldn't hear him or I'd be zoned out or I'd be focusing on the TV or eating or something. And I just wasn't fully showing up for myself or him. And so, of course, that took a major hit on just how we connected as a whole. And on top of weed, alcohol being mixed into that too, alcohol just made me angry. I look back at almost 95% of the times that we argued, alcohol was involved. It was like the common denominator because I would just get so like triggered when I was drunk and I'd say things I didn't mean. I'd be like really aggressive and verbally abusive or just really in my emotions. And it would just be a horrible, horrible thing to experience. And so I look back and I'm like, I 
can't do that anymore. Like I don't want to be that person anymore. And so I look back at just how much drugs and alcohol have impacted not only my own well-being, but like the well-being of my partner and how we connect. So it's definitely taken a hit a little bit, but you know, it's it's a work in progress. Yeah. This is like a just a random question that came to mind, but do you feel like when you drink it almost like triggers like a part of you that associates it back to like college and when that girl was like bullying you and stuff? Yeah, that's a good question. Probably not. I don't well, I can't answer that honestly because I don't know. I'd have to self-reflect on that more, but I think when I drink and like get triggered, it stems just from a place of insecurity still and but like before high school because I was drinking in high school mm-hmm. um but mostly just I think insecurity which makes me feel like I need the need to be right <laughs> like a lot of times when we would fight and alcohol would be involved I'd just be like tr- triggered over something stupid and I'd get really frustrated at my partner for like saying xyz or doing xyz or arguing with me and I'd just be like all right, I need to be right. Like my beer <laughs> muscles are out <laughs> and I just kind of like turn into this monster. And luckily he's been super patient and understanding with me along the whole journey and always gives me the benefit of the doubt. I feel very blessed to have someone in my life who is as patient and understanding as he is because he has dealt with a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. And like, it really is so important. Like the people that you have around you, I can say that like my best friend and my mom, like since what happened in college happened, like they've been like the ones to kind of bring me back to center, which is like so amazing. And, but speaking of like relationships, my ex, um, I met him my junior year of college when everything started to like exacerbate. And he was Mm -hmm. definitely a huge part of that. He was part of a big party house it wasn't a frat but it was him and like 12 other guys in this big house like a lot of people and a lot some of the kids were in frats and some of them weren't and it was just they did a lot of not they didn't make great choices but I was very much involved in that with him because like whoever you're with like you start to pick up the habits that they have and at the time I I think I just needed somebody in my life like because I was single before that, like I never had an idea to want to like date anybody in college. I met him definitely at a low point and it showed because I ended up picking up some pretty bad habits too. And he was also, if not more unself-aware that it was just like, I just felt like it was like just supporting every, all of my choices, like my choices that weren't good. He was like, yeah, I'll just do it with you. You know, like we'll do this together. And Yeah, it was very much enabling. And it's just, he was a very big drinker. He did a lot of different drugs. It was actually really scary, to be honest. He was definitely verbally abusive. And I just accepted it. Again, giving people a hall pass because I was just in a place where I felt like I needed the relationship more than I needed myself, you know? And fortunately, I ended up ending that relationship like two years later. And I'm now with my current partner and it's really cool. I'll never forget before I ended it with my ex, uh, this one girl who was my coworker at the time, she was like, can I ask you like what you and your ex have in common? And I literally sat there. You would think crickets were going off in the background. I had nothing, (laughs) nothing to say. And that was the moment when I was like, this is so toxic. Like 
I I can't thrive in life if he's by my side. Like good right. person at heart, not for me. And I ended up meeting my current partner and he doesn't really drink that often. He him and I are both into like exercising. I mean, he's a personal trainer like I was prior to mm-hmm. designing websites and he doesn't do any drugs. Like he's just very much like a go-getter. He was definitely put on this earth to do some really cool things. It's really inspiring, mm-hmm. but to have that partner in your life like support you through your healing journey because God knows he supported me through my anxiety and my ups and downs with that. It's just right. you need that person in your life to be there with you and but also keep you on the straight and narrow, not like a let you go off the the reins, you know, not just let you go, you know. So it's important for sure. No, yeah. Like I think what's the quote that you're a combination of the five people you spend the most time with. So, you know, in retrospect, like who we were hanging out with in college and both of us, we were just probably a combination of all of these really toxic people. So when you detach yourself from college and those people and all of those habits, you're able to just create this whole new identity and find the right people. So like you found your partner and I found mine. And when you find that right person who is going to support you and push you rather than enable you, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And they're both named Mike, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We love that. Um, But yeah, I just think that like, especially when you start to realize maybe you're not in the best place, like finding the people that you know are going to be there for you and not just accepting who's in your corner. Like it's okay to discard of people that aren't serving you. Like Mm -hmm. in order to, in order to heal, like you need good quality people in your life. And I feel like we definitely got there for sure. Yeah. You need that unconditional support, you know, not the condition support from someone when it's convenient for them or when it works for them you know and I think both of our partners have showed that they can offer that unconditional support especially my mic Jesus I think of all the shit I put him through and I'm like damn I don't know why you're still around but I feel very blessed (laughs) Uh, you're like thank you so much I really need this Yeah, literally. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, my last question for you is how would you like explain or yeah, explain current you? Okay. You were very insecure back then and all of the things, but how would you like talk about yourself today? Yeah. So I just want to preface that, I guess that I'm still that girl, you know, I still have insecurities. It's not like I just woke up one day and I've magically healed and I have no fear, no insecurities, none of that. You know, I still struggle with all the things that humans struggle with. I'm I'm scared sometimes, I'm insecure sometimes, I lack motivation sometimes, but who I am today is so much different than who I was because instead of running from everything in my life, which is what I did back then, now I'm more strong enough to face it. I'm able to actually face the issues in my life with a sense of courage and confidence rather than feeling like I need to run or numb myself from whatever I'm experiencing. I feel like who I am now is just so much more self-aware because I actually took the time to foster awareness towards myself. I actually took the time to like slow down and self-reflect and be like, okay, what's working in my life? What's not? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to change? What do I need to heal? 
And I go through life now with this like mindset of improvement. Whereas before all I cared about was numbing myself and escaping my reality. Whereas now I'm focused on creating it. I'm so proud of you. I feel like this is why we knew this episode would be good because we feel like we kind of are on the same journey and path. And I just feel like proud. And this also is a great Mm -hmm. like um, sequel into our episode because I'm Mm going to be on Audrey's podcast. uh, Advice your advice my friends ignored. So stay tuned for that. But it's just such a good sequel into that. I feel like. Totally. Um, totally. Yeah. Where can people find you uh, on social media? Yes. So you can find me on TikTok. My handle is at Audrey Anna B. And my Instagram, you can find me. My handle is at Align with Audrey B. I wish they were the same, but they're not. Yeah. You can also find me on my website, www.audreybrothers.com. And I think that's it. Yay. Well, thank you for being the second uh, like podcast guest. This is so exciting. No, no, I'm I'm honored to be on it. I feel like, like you said, our stories just really align and I'm, I'm so glad our paths crossed because I think we have so much in common and I just love the fact that our stories, you know, connect in some weird way, the way that they do. We have a lot of like similar overlapping experiences that have really shaped who we are and I'm just glad to have met you. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop recording really quick. <laughs>